ladies and gentlemen. Coming to you live on Seattle's original diehard sports station, Seattle Sports Radio 950, KJR. Now back to Puckett and the Gas Man. All right, Mariners bullpen coach Brian DeLunis is uh, set to join us here uh, momentarily live from Baltimore. Uh, and then also Brian Kenny, MLB Network, will uh, stop on by. And we'll, we'll chat with Brian and talk a little baseball. It's the comments from his co-worker, Harold Reynolds, who uh, was on with Softy last week, saying they are a better team without Robinson Cano. That's not, I mean, <laughs> maybe that's true, but that doesn't mean they're not going to want him in the uh, in, in, in as a weapon in August and September, in my opinion. Can we say they are... Is there room for debate to say they're a better defensive team without Robinson Cano, but offensively they're better with him? Yeah, and, and I think you know what we talked about earlier. If I was the M's, I'd be trying to turn this into a positive and say, look, Robbie, we need to move you to first anyway. Let's let's play some first base down. Let's see you know, if he can. And it isn't that hard. He's, he's a great ball player. He's going to be able to figure out how to play first base. So. Uh, so I'd like to see that. Yeah, I would agree with that statement, Puck. I think a better defensive team, maybe that's what Harold meant, but I, I think, you know, the, people are forgetting how much spark he provided offensively, and, and it's been nice that they've been able to overcome this. Well, their offensive numbers, I don't know what their defensive statistics are, mm-hmm. like since he's been out. Yeah. Their offensive numbers, like Team OPS and Team's run, yeah. you know, run score, that's been, that's been down mm-hmm. you know, since he left. Yeah. Now, the reason they have this great winning streak and this great stretch of games was based in large part, well, one, to the pitching staff. Right. I mean, that, that was the difference. The difference wasn't because of their offense, like it would be, I guess if like Harold came on with Softy mm-hmm. and said and and made that comment, and had they been scoring a run more a game without Cano, right? I mean, the right. Defense was playing great, but then the offense was great as well. Yeah. All right, then you could kind of like, well, well you know, I maybe I still disagree with it, but the stats back it up that right. they are playing better. Right. Exactly. So it's. You know, defensively, yeah, but again, you want superstars and you want guys who have been on the big stage and in the big moment, and and that's you know, and I think Harold knows that. I mean, he may just be riffing off of what Depoto said, which is there's no guarantee he gets back in the lineup when he comes back. That and too, and I just think that you know, maybe somebody like for Harold Reynolds, and maybe he, you know, he's got real close ties with the organization as well, Mm -hmm, right? You know, and I think maybe that's kind of what you're getting at, and I think that you know, I think for him is that I think foreign players get upset. Foreign players who are probably clean probably get upset when they see players like this do something like that. When a guy's doing that, I got you. I got you. All right, let's go to Baltimore right now and joining us on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline, Mariners first year bullpen coach Brian DeLunas joins us. Hi, Brian. How are you? Hey, I'm good, guys. I'm good. Thanks for having me on. All right. So, Brian, I I was was telling uh, uh, Gas, who was uh, sitting here uh, to my left, about your background uh, in terms before you became the bullpen coach for the Mariners. I was reading this uh, this story that when you got hired, you were the director of pitching development for CSC. It's a, uh, in baseball in St. Louis. Uh, it, it's an organization that's working with pitchers, and you can kind of explain more about, about this and, and kind of the analytic sides of it as well. But I love this quote when you were hired from Jerry Depoto. This quote that was in the release, and uh, in, in Depoto, I'm not sure if you've ever heard this, Brian. We view Brian as a connector. Taking the biomechanical view of a pitcher, connecting with the analytical view. Now, I have no idea what that means, Brian, so you'll have to explain to me what this what What is a connector? Yeah, yeah. Well, so I think it's, it, it, for the most part, I think what it is is 
you know, I've got a kind of a, a, a diverse background in terms of us training guys in the off season. And so whenever we do that, you know, one of the things that we do is have to look at a lot of different areas. We've got to look at analytics. We've got to look at the numbers. Um, you know, what a guy's pitch data says. We've got to look at the, the biomechanical analysis in terms of how he's moving. You know, I've always said that how the body moves is, is ultimately going to tell the story of what the pitch does. Um, and so, you know, for me, I think when Jerry said that, I think it really hit, hit close to home because, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, we've got guys upstairs that, that could do a great job on the number side of things. And, um, you know, for me kind of being able to look and, and, and look at the delivery and, you know, tie those together. I know Jimmy Brower with us, uh, works close with, with Joel Furman and on the analytics side and, and the number side. And, you know, Mel does an incredible job with the, the pitchers and their mindsets and, and, and how to attack hitters and, and game planning. Um, I can kind of look and take those two and, and morph them together. And, and I think that's ultimately what, uh, what, what Jerry was talking about is, you know, if, if a guy is getting himself into trouble physically, if a ball is not doing what it should be doing, uh, that's kind of where I can come in and, and, and piece those together. So I can have the ability to work with, with Mel, and, and Mel can say, okay, well, this guy's not – you know, we, we need to get this out of this pitch. And, and, you know, we've got the ability to go down in the, in the bullpen and, and work on that. And then Jimmy can look and say, okay, well, this is the numbers that we're looking at. You know, we're trending in this direction, and, and we can kind of piece that together. So I think that's the – in a nutshell, it's, it's, it's not the easiest thing to explain, but I think in a nutshell that's kind of where we're at. Yeah, you've completely we're, – we're radio guys. You've baffled us already. But, but – <laughs> How much of a concern, I'm sure you guys talk about this, how much of a concern is it of not filling a guy's head with too much information? You know, the, 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 the analytics, everything is good. This is all, this is a new way baseball is being taught and coached and all that. But do you have to concern yourself with, okay, let's just one step at a time here? No, absolutely. And, and you, you hit the nail on the head. I think for the player's sake, um, they may get, uh, you know, like that 5%. Okay. Um, and, and to be honest with you, a lot of the guys, they, they don't, they don't even want the info. They don't. They don't need the info, and it's it's you know they they don't they don't want what the analytics say necessarily. Uh, I think for the most part that's more for us, and and that's more for Mel and myself and and, and Jim and and us as a staff to to keep an eye. It's you know it's a long season, and guys will tend to um, to to get sideways from time to time, and so the the information for us, you know, just the TrackMan info, for example can tell you if a guy's arm is dropping. We may be able to kind of eyeball it and see it, but, you know, we don't have to do that anymore. I, I think 20 years ago, uh, you basically had to kind of look and say, well, I think his arm's dropping a little bit, or I think he's, he's, he's doing this. And now with the analytics side, you, you don't necessarily have to do that. You've got the actual answer right there in front of you. So as we get those numbers, then it's easy for us to relay that to, to, to Mel or myself and, and say, okay, well, he's doing this, and this is why the pitch is suffering. Now we've got a, a kind of a plan in place, and we can go out to the bullpen and, and get that work in. And like you said, the, the pitcher himself might not ever even know why or, or, or you know, what those numbers said, uh, but it allows us to, to kind of keep a closer eye on things. So, yeah, we, we definitely don't want to, to cloud those. Those guys have enough to worry about just, just as far as, you know, advanced scouting and, and their scouting report and how they're going to attack guys and, and, and get after it with their best stuff. Uh, our job isn't really to complicate that. Our job is to, to make it as easy as possible who, for them. Who devours the most information in the bullpen with that, Brian? Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know, th- there's some guys who ask. Nicasio's come around quite a bit in terms of 
um, you know, like the advanced scouting, um, Bradford will, will, will ask a lot uh, and, and help him. You know, you get guys like Eddie Diaz who have just like uh, elite stuff. And, you know, my job is to ultimately stay out of his way. Your job is not to um, screw him up, Brian. If you yeah, screw him up, you're out of here. All right, Brian. <laughs> That's right. If I screw him up, I'm back in St. Louis pretty quick. So my, my job is to stay out of his way and, and, and honestly just kind of keep him focused, make sure he's got his routines and that he stays on his routine. Um, you know, Eddie's a pretty excitable type of guy. And, and, and you know, so I'm a, I view myself when it comes to him as a calming force. Um, you know, other guys, I, I view it as a, as a, you know, a, a focusing force. It's just you have to know each guy, and and you have to uh, kind of understand what each guy wants. You you've got some veteran guys out there, like like you know Nick Vincent. Um, Vinny he has a pretty good idea of what he wants to do, and and you know from time to time he'll ask some questions. But um, we don't get too much into the actual analytics with those guys, and and again for for good reason. We don't want to cloud their, you know their. Um, their judgment. There's a few guys that may ask a little bit, Hey, what about this? What about that? What do my numbers say? You know, but you know, for the most part, it, it's, it's baseball focused. How much is what you're doing, Brian, in addition to all this other stuff uh, it involves in, in your estimation, kind of building a camaraderie among the guys. It's a different part of the team. You know, you're out, you're out your own area watching the game. You got to pick each other up when a guy's struggling. It's really up to you guys to pick him up, not the guys on the bench. How much of that, you know, kind of the artsy part of this job do, do you do with this group? Yeah, yeah. I, honestly, a, a huge percent, maybe 80% or more. Um, that was a big thing that, that Skipper talked about whenever I came on is that he really wanted to, that, you know, me to – uh, form an identity and um, and help those guys kind of form an identity and and again my biggest thing since uh, since coming on board is is just to keep reinforcing the idea that we pitch for each other. It's there's a lot of evidence, a lot of science that that shows that when you're playing for someone else, you know we'll, we'll tell high school kids all the time, college kids, find someone to play for. And I know it's it sounds kind of gimmicky or motivational, but the reality is is that people will will go harder, play harder, play more focused, uh, have more to lose if you're playing for something or for someone else. And so it's a, it's a real team um, mentality out there. It's a group mentality. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a pass the torch. It's a not let each other down. Um, and, you know, again, it, I think those guys understand it gives them a little bit of freedom of if I don't get the job done today for whatever reason or if I give up a couple of hits, somebody's going to come in and have my back and, and um, you know, again, we just—it's just pass the torch, uh, hand it off to the next guy, and and let's go in and do your job and, and take care of the guy in front of you. And one of the things I'll say is get it clean to the next guy. And um, you know, so again, I, I think that's huge. Watch, especially at home, but even on the road, whenever a guy enters the uh, the game from the bullpen, he goes through his warm-up process, he gets the call, and he's going to the game. When when uh, when we're at home, it's really a cool sight, and every time I get a little bit of chills because everybody will come off that bench and will come and kind of line that walkway, and they'll they'll you know whatever to cheer them on or maybe say something motivational or something, but they're there for their buddy as he walks down that that long aisle to uh, to go take the field. So yeah, it's a, it's a big part of that process. Uh, the connector is joining us right now on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline, also known as Brian Delunas. He is the uh, bullpen coach there for the uh, Mariners. Why? Why can you guys get the bullpen cart? Is I mean, there's only like one team that's actually used the bullpen cart, and you guys can use it now. How about we implement that thing, Brian? Come on, hey, I want to see on, these guys come I'm on out. Board. I, I, yeah, I'm on board. And you know, I, I went back and I looked at the old times with the uh, with the I don't know the if boat. it was like the barge, yeah, the boat, yeah. and, 
And, uh, yeah, if we can make that happen, I'm a, you got my support 100%. I, I don't know the logistics of it, of how it would be parked out there or where they would park it. But, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan. I saw Fernando Rodney ride the, uh, yes. the, uh, the, the little Hot Wheel in, awesome. from, uh, in Detroit, and I thought it was great. I mean, he's got his feet kicked up and his hat sideways, <laughs> and it just was phenomenal. So, yeah, I, I think that's, uh, that's a big piece of the game that's missing right now. I like I'd be on board with that. Uh, Brian, you've done an excellent job so far in your, in your very first year as the bullpen coach for the Mariners. Uh, keep it up. Go get them today. Best of luck of the rest of the season. Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. There he is. Uh, Brian DeLunis, also known as the Connector. The Connector. Uh, the uh, first year as a Mariners bullpen coach. The analytics are so such a massive part of the game today. Yeah. Well, it, Especially it's, with him and the bullpen. It's it, unbelievable. It, it must be fun because it just there is an entirely different approach, and yeah. yet there's still some of the old stuff you got to mix in there, but there's a new approach to how you do the game, and, and these guys that are figuring it out are having great success, and good for him.